there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! And this is Paul Cooney at the start of a new week. I'm with Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi and we're taking your calls now. 0808 17 17 700. Happy Easter Monday to you all. I hope you're well. Well, we know half the city and the country in rapture. The other half enraged after Celtic win the derby 3-2 on Saturday and go 12 points clear of Rangers with seven games to go. Mark Guidi, what's your summary? What do you feel? Praise to Celtic? Yeah, they, they were... Um they were good in front of goal when they needed to be their strikers were, were terrific um, and that's a title in the bag Now, I don't think there was much doubt about it but if there was a wee niggle uh, for Celtic then winning on Saturday um, erased uh, any fear so they're now a couple of wins away from their 53rd title and I think as well as trying to win the treble they'll have that points tally in mind as well Paul 109 points in it I think Brendan Rodgers Invincible's got 106 so there's plenty to play for for Celtic and for Rangers although they lost the game I think there's a lot they can be pleased about however you can never be pleased when you've lost to Celtic that's a year since they've beaten Celtic three attempts under the new manager he must find a way because you will not win anything unless you can beat Celtic Barry you asked for more you asked for everything from your old team and they gave so much yeah, it was um, a good performance, but I says, listen, uh, I would rather play poorly and win the game. Um, but no doubt his tactics were, were good. I liked the way that uh, they were really aggressive in their, in their press, Rangers. Um, so the only negatives is obviously the result and just need to be a bit more clinical in the final third. I want to see more from Ryan Kent's, Tillman's, Morelos, um, create a few more chances, have a few more pops on goal. Um, but look, I, I'm sure Michael B will take the positives, but at the end of the day, it's, it's another defeat and Celtic go obviously 12 points clear. 3-2, we don't often get as many goals in the game. What do you think? Were you there? Give us a call. Any of the Celtic fans who were there among the 60,000? No Rangers fans on the day, but there'll be 25,000 for the Cup semi-final, which is now just two weeks and six days away. And then they play again at Ibrox. But virtually the next coronation for the Celtic fans will be the crowning of the champions two in a row under Ange Postacoglu and what a job he's done Mark since he arrived what 20 months ago yeah I mean he's been brilliant you know after the first sort of seven or eight weeks it's pretty much been flawless especially on, on the on the domestic um, front he's a fantastic manager you look at what he inherited we've said it many times yeah. Paul you look at what he inherited to what he's built some of the players that he's bought at, at, at you know ridiculously low prices when you look at the, the valuations now the latest one that people are going um, crazy about in a positive way is Alistair Johnson at three million quid. He, he looks a he looks a snip too. Oh, definitely got a bit about him. The uh, twenty one year old, a million and a half. So there's a, there's a lot of good things at Celtic, and I think what the Celtic fans will take great comfort from, and, and everybody at the football club, the manager will not rest. He will not allow complacency to set in. So it's between now and the end of the season whether they make it the Scottish Cup final or not. 
and then beyond that getting get into the summer he is a, a manager that puts high demands on everyone inside that football club and that's why they've been reaping the rewards for the past 20 months Barry we heard the news there at 5 I was going to ask you anyway but the Scottish FA have referred a significant volume of threatening and abusive emails to Police Scotland after personal and professional contact details of Saturday's referee Kevin Clancy were published following the match the association security and integrity manager has been liaising with Kevin and the police following a series of unacceptable messages being sent via email and phone over the weekend Uh, the SFA say they offer our full support to the referee Kevin Clancy and reiterate our wider support to the referee community Ian Maxwell the SFA Chief Executive said the nature of the messages goes way beyond criticism of performance and perceived decision making some are potentially criminal in nature and include threats and abuse towards Kevin and his family the whole thing has been referred to the police now, Barry we're going to talk about decisions etc but I mean referees should not have to put up with this no that, that's that's very poor uh, if you're asking my opinion yeah. I, I don't yeah. like to see that listen referees look we're going to speak about some of the decisions that he made did they get them wrong I, I thought he got a couple wrong but there's no need absolute no need for, for that sort of behaviour from um, people I, I don't like to see it he's only human at the end of the day um, and I, I says it you, you must be crazy to be a referee some of the abuse that they, they take but listen they, they have bad games and I thought some of his decisions at the weekend he, he got wrong um, the key but, one being Morelis sorry the goal chopped yeah, off yeah but you don't yeah. listen just with the statement you've read out there yeah. I, I don't like to see that that's um, that's not right let's be honest Mark yeah it, it's not Paul um, you know I think on this programme We've all been and and I've been, you know, um, critical of referee. I think the past couple of years has been poor for him. I don't think it's been good enough. That said, I deliberately try to make it constructive. So I don't criticise referees for sake. I know a lot of them. I like them. Barry says they're human beings. They like football. Some are well paid for what they do. Um, but I'm always mindful of going over the top because when situations such as what you've just mentioned can arise. And I remember Willie Collum gave an outstanding a podcast a couple of years ago during COVID with uh, Chris Boyd and Robert Snodgrass mm-hmm. when they were doing a podcast and Willie gave a fantastic insight and it's worth going back and listening and that's why your families are brought into it your mental health your decision making your life off the pitch they've made they make mistakes every week they make mistakes but it should not lead to what it's led to for Kevin Clancy and other referees over the past few years and I hope that the police and the SFA take this very very seriously and get wired in because it is totally Unacceptable. I don't think it was a foul by Alfredo Morelos. No. I think the goal should have stood. Yeah. That said, the aftermath of what's happened, it's not acceptable and full support disgrace. to Kevin Clancy. It's a disgrace. Let's go on the lines now. First call, big Rangers fan Derek is on. Hi, Derek. Hey, good evening, Paul. Good evening, panel. Good evening. Um, I, think, I think Saturday proved that Alan McGregor, Alfredo Morelos, and Ryan Kent's time at Rangers are now finished. I thought Ryan Kemp was absolutely dreadful on Saturday. Never once did he beat that uh, Alistair Johnson. Never once did he blast him. I thought he was absolutely dreadful. And Barry, you say that he called his tactics right. I thought he actually stifled uh, Todd Cadwell by making him double back to help Tavernier out. And I didn't think we'd seen enough of Cadwell going forward. But you'll need to find a way of beating them in the semi-final or the pressure will really start to mount on the manager. Barry, what would you say to Derek, first of all, about Ryan Kent? Yeah, I, I want to see more for Ryan Kent. I, I've got to agree with what Derek says there. Um, I don't get enough of it. I've said it. They need, 
need more in the final third certainly from the, the front players that were, were playing in the game um, I thought as I said I thought the, the press well they were really aggressive in the press but in the final third is where it really matters and I wanted to see more from your Tillmans and Kents and, and Morelos um, yep. that, that was probably I think when Michael Beale looks back in the game that's probably one of the things that he'll be disappointed in. And what did you feel about Cantwell? He seemed to do a lot, but was he doing too much? Asked to do too much? That's where Celtic have caused Rangers problems in the past, um, in the wide areas. And I said that, listen, Derek made the point. I thought Cantwell doubled up really well with, with, with Tavernier, when um, Maeda um, and, and Jota. Um, I thought both wide guys, that's that's part of their job when you play in the team. You've got to go and help your, your full-back out. But going forward... Yep, I, I get it. You need to see more from these guys um, in the final third. Mark, yeah, I, 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 you know, I said a number of weeks ago that it was it was time for Alfredo Morelos to go. Um, I was kind of fifty-fifty about Ryan Kent, but yeah, I think now when you see it, um, I don't think you can justify giving him a, a new contract. I don't know how much he earns, but. Let's say it's going to take a minimum twenty five grand a week to keep Ryan Kent, Ken, if not more, and, and Morelos would be the same. More probably. 50, yeah, so you're yeah. talking about sixty grand a week to keep the two of them. Is yeah. that money well spent? Bottom line is you need to what is the evidence? The evidence is that Ryan Kent has been at Rangers for five years, have won the title once. Alfredo Morelos, very similar. I said a number of weeks ago, Michael Beale will be have to be absolutely ruthless yeah. if he wants to become a champion. Because as Derek's just said there, if they don't get the results, Michael Beale will be out of job. So is Ryan Kent going to help you win a title? Is he going to help you overcome Celtic at this moment in time? No. So you need to go. That's for Ross Wilson, the recruitment department, the manager. They need to go and find better than what they have because what they have is not going to win them the league championship. Might sound over the top, might sound harsh, but it's not. The evidence is there to back it up. They don't have enough champions in their team. And your first question, Derek, was about Alan McGregor. This is a tough one, Barry, isn't it? He does mm -hmm. so many good things. He had some really yeah, good saves. Yeah, I knew saves, it was coming. Yeah. We, we obviously, what happened yeah. with the, the, the Jota goal. Um, I, I still think in terms of goalkeeping, he's, he's still a, a top goalkeeper. Um, we've spoken about it, me and Martin, um, a number of occasions. It depends on what, what sort of budget. And I would rather it go on the outfield players if he's going to have, say, 10, 12 million pounds. I think it's got to go in players that, that can go and do the damage further up the, the, the park. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with Alan McGregor. But Derek, I think everyone's agreeing with you there, certainly about Kent, about Morelos. They've become a distraction now for a year at Rangers and it hasn't helped. What, what else did you see in the team? Did you see, I know you mentioned Cantwell, so you liked some of what you saw. He had too much to do. What about Raskin? Uh, 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 Raskin played well, but... But you're in a bad area right. now. Yeah. We've kind of lost you there. Yeah, I think you're back now, Derek. On you go. If Barry Munich was six million pounds, I'm sorry. All right. In the bigger games, he's like Ryan Kent, non existent. Again, in Saturday, just he wanted too much. Yeah. Line's gone, but we know what you're saying there. He was great the weekend before Tillman, Barry, but we. Yeah, but you want to see them producing. The big moments in the big the, the big games, um, no doubt about it. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. Listen, it's going to be, I, I've said it, and I've heard a few people say it, I, I still think there's a fair bit of surgery needed done mm. in the Rangers team. And it's, it's going to be a massive couple of months regarding who's going to be going out the door, who's going to be coming in, where's the money going to get spent. 
I think he's done good business in January. I think the two players that he's brought in have certainly strengthened Rangers. And I think he knows that, well, he says it himself, Michael, be, it's four or five starters. No squad players, no coming in to make up the numbers. It needs players that are going to come in and hit the ground running as quickly as possible. I was going to say to you, because Douglas Park will have a lot to do, but he's not the chairman anymore. It's John Bennett. Mm. It's some summer for the whole club, isn't it, when you think about it? You know, I've got Raskin, they've got Cantwell, maybe Tillman, maybe not, but they do need major surgery. I think they are looking at a goalkeeper yeah, as I mean, well. They, they, they may well, but I, I, I get what Derek's um, saying in terms of Alan McGregor, but I don't think it's a priority. Okay, I no, think Rangers sure. need to yeah. find match winners they need to find match winners they need to find more goal scorers is Lauren Shankland he's been mentioned again in recent days he could well be he could well be can I see him doing well at Rangers yeah um, I don't know what kind of money Hearts would look for but they need to go and find players that are going to win them the games that are going to Rangers fans might not want to hear but if you want to draw direct comparisons to across the city look at the difference in the front three of Celtic and, and Rangers look at Kyogo I know guys like Kyogo don't grow in trees, certainly not five million quid, four million quid, but that's a challenge to, to the Rangers scouting department. That's they, they what Michael Beale will be. Yeah. They affect yeah. games, and that's what you need from your forward yeah. thinking players. You need them to affect games, and that, that's but certainly, I mean, Mike, that's probably one of the quietest I've seen, Kyogo. What well, he comes up with two goals. Just the two goals. Amazing, isn't it? And then you Jota on the wing, which yeah, they were singing Jota, about. Jota, yeah, the, the publicity before it, all great for, for him. And then he yeah. produced a good, he didn't fall <laughs> flat. You know, it was the, you know, he produced a, a performance um, for Celtic, got, got the goal, put it away well. And you can criticise Alan McGregor for that. I get it. But John Souter and Ben Davies, that's your two centre halves, haven't they covered themselves in glory uh, during the, the, the 90 minutes? Morelos and Kent, too ponderous. Um, at times and Sakala comes off the, the bench so look, there's, there's a lot of work needs to be done that said that I don't know how many positives you can take when you lose again to Celtic and this is not like you know one defeat this is like six games yeah, six four wins for Celtic yeah, so uh, that's why Barry's right there's major surgery quite I don't think the manager's kidded look I don't think there's any doubt that Michael Beale is an exceptional coach what I don't know yet and if people want to disagree I don't know yet if he's an exceptional manager He's still to win something. So you're talking about the surgery in the summer. Paul, if Rangers don't win the Scottish Cup, if they don't retain that, which is a, the, the minimum demand now from their fans and from internally the club, they go into the summer on the back foot. If you win the Scottish Cup, you get into the summer on the front foot. So you're, you're, you're getting your players, you're wheeling, you're dealing, you've got the Champions League qualifiers on you right after pre-season and you begin feeling, right, okay, we can go into it. They go in the back of Celtic winning a treble. They go in very, very nervy. And you, you, you could be no qualifying for the Champions League away from losing your draw. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst got him into the Champions League and the financial windfall that comes with that. If they don't do that in the summer and it's in the first six weeks of the summer, they're big, big problems. Yep. All focus and attention goes on the 30th of April. Yep. Look, you've got games in between that, right? And you, you need to win every game you play with Rangers, but all focus and attention goes on that semi-final game to make sure that they beat Celtic and get to the final and make sure they, they try and retain that, that Scottish Cup because if they don't, Celtic win the treble, it's a long summer. Sure. And it's a semi-final that will seem like the final. No disrespect yeah. to Inverness no, or No disrespect Falkirk. to Falkirk yeah, or Inverness. Sure. Listen, yeah. they've done brilliantly getting to the, the, the semi-finals but I would expect if Rangers do go through in that semi-final that they'll have too much quality. Um, to see both uh, whoever makes that, that semi-final but that 30th April 
Oof, that is so big for Rangers. And to be clear, Mark, uh, Celtic fans been on saying, guys, surely the second goal was not, it, it didn't touch the arm or the hand of Jota. Uh, Rangers mm. are saying, oh, it did, but it didn't when you look back at it. I think that they should drop that now. I mean, at the time, it's just maybe, after maybe the we game. We shouldn't be talking about it because yeah. Ben Davis has got to deal with that better. Yep. yep. Put your head on it, put it out for a corner, get in um, and uh, reset yourself for, for the corner, come in and make sure you defend it. Because he had two chances, he, he did his clapped up in there, and then you've just got to go and make sure you put your head on that and, and put it out for a corner. Let's hear both managers then after the whistle. Three two at the end for Celtic. Ange Postecoglou. Yeah, yeah look, uh, obviously pleased with the outcome. Um, yeah, I had a bit of everything in the game. I think, as you'd expect, there's so much, you know, um, significance put to it. Not just the fact that it's a derby, the, the, the context of the season, and uh, it was edgy out there. Um, could have made it more comfortable than it was, but uh, yeah, credit to this group of players. They always find a way to get the job done. They got the job done. They went at their best. We'll talk the Celtic team in a moment or two. What about Michael Beale afterwards? Clearly unhappy. 3-2, not enough. Really disappointed because we definitely deserved something from the game. I thought we were good in the game at the start of the second half. The chances were with us and, and obviously we've made two big errors and, and out of nowhere really and found ourselves 3-1 behind. We come back into the game well and we were pushing to the end. One or two decisions I think have gone against us as well, so I'm a bit disappointed with that. Um, certainly in terms of the goal Alfredo scores first half, their boy's not trying to play the ball. And if you look at Alfredo's shirt and you look at the number on his back, it's twisted round to, to his left shoulder. So that would that would prove that both are at it. So one's trying to play the ball, one's trying to stop the other guy playing it. So I don't know how they come to that. And, I'll have to look at it a bit closer, but after Ben's mistake, I'm, I'm certain it hits the boy's arm and, and it might not be outside his body, but it leads to the goal and it's hit his arm. So they're rough decisions for us today. Um, the mistakes were costly, but I thought we played well for large parts of today's game. Mark, what do you make of the summaries? Contrasting fortunes for the managers? Would you... Yeah, I mean, I've, I have every sympathy with, with um, Alfredo Morelos and uh, Michael Beale in terms of the, the goal, because the way I would analyse sorry, the goal that didn't stand when it's 0-0, is if you're not going to give the goal, then when the ball's in motion, the first thing that happens is the, the jersey pulling that Michael Beale refers to. So it's either a penalty kick or it's a goal, it's a freak. So I think when it became a, a free kick, I did think it was soft mm -hmm. um, because then I would say, well, well, it's actually a penalty then before that because the first foul is yeah. on Morelos. So I, I didn't think uh, it was the right decision. So I think, you know, it could have been a different complexion at 1-0. In terms of the second goal for Celtic, uh, the, the Ben Davis, the third goal, Ben Davis, no, it's not a handball by Jota, so you know there's nothing in that. Fair and square, uh, a goal. But, but listen to Michael Beale and the, and the Rangers players. You know, even after the semi-final, I have to say, Paul, I don't like Todd Cantwell's tweet after the game. Uh, we yeah. didn't. Oh, sorry, they didn't right. win it. We lost it. Do you know what? You need to do your talking on the park. Mm -hmm. And he needs to find out. That, that's no, that wouldn't happen in Barry's time. See, if you lose, you lose. And, you know, it's becoming habitual Rangers losing to Celtic. So you need to do your talking on the part. And then see when you win, see when you put Celtic to bed, yeah. then come out yeah. with a tweet. But that kind of stuff doesn't wash. And the Rangers fans at a level expectation, that doesn't wash with them either. So when you've lost you the game, yeah. keep quiet. Mm. Just keep quiet. Do you think the true fans don't want to hear that? They want no, to see I, it I don't on think the pitch. they're going to accept it yeah. because. Oh, OK, look, the, the, the narrative after it with the referee and different stuff, then with stuff after the semi-final, there was Rangers fans critical of the game in January because of Michael Beale's substitutions when they were 2-1 up. So it was all different things. And they go, oh, we're playing well and we can beat Celtic and the gap's not that big. Now, if that's... My view on that is 
if that's what they want to put out in the public domain, I get that. You want to create a, a, a narrative, which is fine. But if they're also saying that behind the scenes privately, then there's a problem. Because that's, you know, Kevin Clancy isn't the problem. You want me to say, it's about collectively getting better players in and then getting that winning mentality to go and beat a very good Celtic side. So if they're saying in private what they're saying in public, then they're kidding themselves on. There needs to be a different attitude behind closed doors. Barry, what would you say? You know, my thoughts on social media and coming out and, and saying, I, I, I'll say, and I, I've said it a number of times, Paul. I like your talking, do your talking with your feet on a pitch. Um, and when you suffer a defeat, listen, it's sore, it's hard to take, um, but just keep, just keep quiet. And if you've got feelings, keep it inside and make sure that you show the feelings on the 30th of April. Quick break. The guys on it tonight, as always, Mark Weedy, Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson. Lots of calls coming in. We're taking a Celtic fan next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go! Scored the final goal on Saturday, the lunchtime game. 3-2 it was for Celtic and it was Jota who got that third goal to put Celtic 3-1 up well definitely a big win for us always a tough game to play but these are this is the beauty of football we go and we go strong and we never stop today we didn't stop and we got the win Gary is on the line in Glasgow hello Gary how you doing Paul evening lads good evening Gary Gary, you will be happy what did you feel about it on Saturday you know I obviously delighted with the result um, delighted with the win and, and the scoreline, but really, I think we need to be doing better in, in games like this, you know, because I thought <clears throat> our passing is probably as poor as I've seen us this season. Um, I thought we were quite poor in possession as well. We just didn't look to see, have that kind of urgency that we normally have. Um, so we weren't really at the races, but we still kind of um, dominated in parts of the game and obviously got the goals. We were more clinical than Rangers at the end of the day, thanks to Kyogo and Jota. And why do you think that was? I, I mean, I don't know if it was just... I don't know if they kind of believed their own hype. When you look at, like, so, uh, Taverniers came out, you know, we're, we're going to beat them, we're going to we're going to win this game, and Celtic aren't... I don't know if they believe their own kind of hype or whether it's just... Listen, I think Ange has probably said to the, the players before the game, you know, you don't need any motivation. You go out and win the game and the league's done. And, and that is the league done for me, do you know what I mean? Because even... Sure. Despite the fact that we've now got to go to Ibrox, you know, with a 50,000 crowd, we were talking obviously on Friday about the the, the attendances, obviously the, the away fans not been not been in attendance. And I think that played a part probably um, in the disallowed goal kind of thing in some of the decisions, certainly. Do you think as a Celtic fan, Barry, did Celtic, they missed Hatati? Yeah, I said that on Friday. You, you would any team would miss a player of that that quality. That to be honest with you, that's the poorest I've seen Celtic in terms of possession. But I think a bit of that was down uh, Rangers' aggression and and the press. There's no doubt about it. But again, I keep saying it. I would rather play poor and win. And that that's the difference. With Celtic have got match winners, and the wee guy up top is that's what he is. He's he's. Um, I thought his two finishes were, were, were excellent. Um, the mistake for Davis, but it's instinct. He's just there in a flash. Um, and that's the difference when you're, you're forward-thinking players. They produce the good uh, the goods in big moments. And that's what they've they done at the weekend um, for Celtic. Gary, what did you think of Aaron Moy, who has been injured for a while but came back in from the start? What did you think? 
Yeah, I mean, I thought obviously Kitelli wasn't really at it kind of thing. I, I think he, he was maybe kind of almost rushed back. I think they took a chance on him on Saturday and it didn't really pay off. Um, I didn't really think he, he, he had a, a mark on the game um, in terms of obviously a lot of the play was going out wide either through uh, Dyson Maida or you know through Alistair Johnson kind of hanging Jota. But I, I think honestly, I think a, fit, a fully fit Aaron Moy would have made a difference. I think if we'd had a fully fit Aaron Moy and even Greg Taylor, I think who I think he completed the ninety, but you could tell he was kind of blown after a while, but he managed to stay on. So. I think if you got the two fully fit, then it would have been a different story in terms of the school line on Saturday. But um, I just, I just thought it was, I thought it was that, that wee bit of dig that you know it was kind of winning ugly almost for Celtic on Saturday, and, and that's sometimes that's that's the best kind of victories, Jim, because I, it's, it's great to go and you know win three and four nil and things like that against against Rangers. But when you get the kind of nervy games, that's what brings back the, that's what gets the blood pumping again, Jim, because. When you come out of a game and and you're almost kind of few, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I I didn't think my heart was in my mouth opening around when Tavernier headed the the ball wide kind of thing, but um, no, I, di- I didn't ever feel even at three one. I thought we we should have probably p- pushed higher at the park and and pushed for a fourth goal, but. The, the kind of the second Tavernier goal kind of um, stopped us in our tracks a wee bit. Yeah, and there was still what, ten minutes to go plus mm. stoppage. Mark, do you think the referee privately might say to his players, "This is Ange Postecoglou, we have to play better to win the cup semi final." He, he, he may well do. You know, there's both uh, clubs have got two league games to go, and then the, you know the prep will be a six day prep. Uh, get into that game. Um, you know, I think with with Gary's original point um, about the way Celtic played. Uh, I think you have got to credit Rangers and credit to Rangers because they've learned from the semi-final that the manager altered his tactics how he went about it, it was a high press energetic Raskin you know kind of leading the way and Jack so you've got to credit uh, Rangers for that and, and the other thing I would say and I think Gary eventually kind of went full circle and kind of disagreed with his original point there at the end when he accepted is sitting beside a guy um, who knows how difficult it is to win an old firm game. It's no easy. Okay, so Celtic's won 3-2, high-pressured game um, against a really good Rangers team. Let's be honest, they're a good Rangers team. Coming in, as Michael Beale pointed out many times, 14 wins and a draw. So, you know, coming in feeling good about themselves. So to go and win that game when you've not played well, but your, your key players have been clinical at the right times, then, you know, you take it. So it, it can't always be 3 or 4 nil. I don't but... but as I think sometimes the greatest respect to Gary and to, to, to other fans I just don't think sometimes they just forget how difficult it is to go and win a game like that you know, I tell that, you there's been you know, a few occasions when I've played no firm games and I've come in and we've won and I've not played well but they're the most satisfying mm-hmm. sometimes you look around about and think we were nowhere near it today that was maybe down to Celtic coming up with a different game plan but it's all about winning and it's all about finding a way to win and your big players coming up with big moments in the game and that's what what happened at, at the weekend and in terms of Celtic as I said I've seen I've seen Celtic play a lot better no doubt about it um, they gave the ball away in quite a few occasions which is very unlike them but that was down to the pressure that Rangers were were putting on them but again the big moments in the game when Kyogo turns in the box when O'Reilly runs off the, the back of Ryan Jack cuts it back bang goal that's the first real chance apart from his disallowed goal that's his first really involvement in the game 
and he comes up with a goal. And that's what I think Michael Beale will be looking. That's what he needs to bring in. Guys in the forward area that make a difference. And that's what Celtic have got at this moment in time. I suppose Tukoglu was asked afterwards about how tough it was or how easy is it? Not easy, but he said, hey, it's really difficult. Just as you said, these things are tough. Let's see what he said. I don't know how many times I have to say this. Nothing's easy, mate. Nothing's easy. If anyone thinks what we do is easy, um, they need to just uh, step in my shoes for a day. And, um, you know, all this group of players, all this stuff, nothing's easy. You've got to earn everything you you, you get in this game. Um, It's an unbelievable run this group of players has been on. And... Every single one of them has, has earned it the hard way and will continue to do that. And Gary, you said what Barry said. Sometimes you win and you think, well, you're glad to see and hear well, the full-time whistle. I've done it on so many yeah. occasions when I've come yeah. in into the dressing room after the game and you look round about once the manager does his wee debrief mm-hmm. for two or three minutes, you actually look round and think, wow, that wasn't <laughs> great. Got away with it. But yeah. do you know what? We, we had players that we, we found a way and that's what with Celtic are not playing at their best. They're finding a way still. He won. And it's a it's a brilliant thing to have. Um, and again, it's not always doing a nice, pretty football, like free-flowing, attack-minded games and the way you play during the game, it's great to watch at times. But sometimes it's still drawing the sleeves up and digging in and um, getting over the line with, with three points. That's the most important thing. Alistair Johnson also spoke after the game. Gary, this is what he was saying about Celtic's win. It was difficult. We made it difficult on ourselves. Um, we had a good game plan going into it, I think, and we strayed a little bit from it. Um, but we just kept using that crowd. And when you have a crowd like that that's just that passionate um, and gets behind you, uh, can raise you uh, to levels that, you know, you didn't even think you could reach. They can always just help us dig in. And guys like Jota chipping in, Kyogo, of course. And, you know, no task is, is too big for us out here. And he was asked, what about that moment then, that uh, controversial moment when Morellis put the ball in the back of the net and the referee chalked it off? What did Alistair Johnson say about it? I felt like I had a free header, then all of a sudden I didn't because I had two hands in the back of my uh, on my back. So it's one of those ones I knew that as soon as as soon as it went in the back of the net that he was going to call it and thankfully you know that's what the ref's there for he did a good job I thought today uh, it wasn't an easy one a lot of big tackles um, as you'd expect in that match um, so I thought he did a good job and yeah no I'm glad that glad that he made the right call there shock breaking news there for you <laughs> Barry so, yeah. well, you did yeah, expect sure. Alistair Johnson to, yeah. to, to say that but uh, apart from that obviously I, I thought he did um, listen he get bullied a wee bit that was just a bit of pulling and whatever happens in the box but Genuinely, he's been an unbelievable find. Juranovic, for me, was a a top fullback, but um, again, he's another guy I never knew anything about in mm-hmm. his game. He's one thing about him is um, he's a machine up and down that right hand side. Um, very strong, very athletic. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I, I, about him. And um, yep, he was uh, he was decent. He was decent. He's also, I think, he's forty years younger than Juranovic. <laughs> As well, in terms of business, yeah. I just, I just want to say, Paul, get Gary's touched on it. I think he said that perhaps the referee was influenced by the sixty thousand fans. Do you think he was? I, I have to say, no. You can't be. You, you can't be. Um, I think it was the wrong call, but I don't think you're, you're influenced. But and then Gary's saying, you know, Celtic will go to Ibrox at some point next month, and it'll be fifty thousand Rangers fans. I've gone full circle on this now, Paul. Spoken to a couple of people. Um, I just stick with it. Stick with it now. Let's everybody go over it and stick with the full, the full uh, 60,000 home fans. All these games. It's wanting to a couple of police, different people involved, right. so yeah. a better atmosphere, a better environment for all people to work in. Um, I know it's not ideal, and ideally you want it, but I'm of the viewpoint now. This is where we are. I've dealt with it. 
Aye, it's crack on. Yeah, yeah, I'm now Paul. Yeah, I've gone. And that's sad. I've gone full, yeah, yeah, it is. But at the moment, that's the way. That's the way I see it. We'll come back to that. Gary, don't go away just yet. I do want to ask you about that. Connor's on the line, a big Rangers fan as well. Connor, what's your overriding? What's the first point you want to make with Barry and Mark? Good evening. Hi, hi, lads. How's it doing? Um, yeah, listen, obviously, I thought it's disappointing that we've come out of that game um, with nothing because I do think we did deserve to take something from it. I thought we had large periods where we were the better team. The, the difference for me... Um, was twofold. One, we made mistakes that Celtic punished. Um, you know, John Suter, he's lastly again, we're a bit unlucky because John Suter wouldn't have been expecting to play that game, you know, up until the yeah. day before Connor Goldson was playing. Um, and I think that's been a factor for us throughout the season. As much criticism as we've deserved, we've also been unlucky with a lot of injury problems. Um, so that, obviously, that mistake, McGregor's 41, he's not making up that, that ground against Jota. But, I do feel, though, that it's all about the Scottish Cup game. I think, you know, whether we won or not at the weekend, the league was probably still away from us anyway. It yeah. might have given us a lift, and I, I hope. But yeah, it would have. It, it yeah. was pretty much, yeah, you know, but I think it was probably done. Um, obviously, you know, I disagree with Alistair Johnson. I think when you look at the replay, he flicked his head, so he's actually jumped for the header, mistimed it, and Morelos scored. That aside, though, it's all about the cup, and that game gives me confidence we can compete with Celtic in the cup. We proved it as well at Ibrox, uh, Michael Beale's first game that we can compete with them. Gary, what would you say to that then? The, it goes down now to the 30th of April. Can Rangers compete with yeah. you on that day? Um, well, I mean, listen, it's, it's us for the treble, and it's Rangers to, to lift their only trophy again of the season. Obviously, they're defending the Scottish Cup. Um, you know, just to touch on the, the point about AJ, you know, I, I've been having a bit of fun all weekend to my Rangers pals, you know, winding them up saying it was a stonewall free kick. Listen, I couldn't believe that he, he chopped it off, to be honest. Um, I do think he does put his hand on, the, on Johnson's back, but for me, I think you've got to be stronger. I think you've got to be stronger in the box and, and go and win that header kind of thing, so... As I say, I'm delighted that obviously it, it got chopped off. But for me, definitely the wrong decision. And, and even when it went to VAR, I thought, right, well, they're going to give it in VAR. And when it didn't get given, as I say again, I think the, the away fans, or no lack of away fans, um, definitely influenced influenced the decision. But um, And who'd, yeah, be, who'd, who'd be a referee? Yeah, listen, what about Mark's point there? Mark thinks now it should be left as it is. 60,000 Celtic fans, 52,000 Rangers fans. What would you say, Gary? No, definitely not for me. Um, I get where marks, I get where marks come from, but in the sense of trying to sell the game, I mean, as if it needs any more selling, and you know, it's the biggest derby in world football for me and millions of others. So for me, I think it's it's going to come to a head where you know the TV companies. I said it to I think it was Andy Walker he's had on last week. I said that it's going to come to a point where the TV companies might go. You know, well, there's no atmosphere. Well, obviously, yeah, there's an atmosphere with just your home fans, but these games kind of need a bit of to and fro. Exactly, they do. Connor, what would you say? I totally agree with Gary there, I must say. I think uh, it's ridiculous. It's no good watching. You see a game like that, right? Games Tavernier, you know, scores yeah. an absolute belter of a goal. I mean, it's a, in terms of goals scored in Old Firm games, that's an Old Firm classic, that free kick. It really is. And there's not a single fan in that ground. Yeah. 
to celebrate with. And it's kind of odd watching an old Firm game where one team scores and everything just seems to go quiet. That's right, science, um, And, the, yeah. you know, the TV companies will come in. Sky Sports, because you look at it, they get all the big games in England. You know, they get the Manchester Derby, Liverpool, Man United, North London Derby, all atmospheres that have got good away crowds there. They're going to look at us and go, why are we paying you this amount of money even though I think they should be paying us more, For sure. when we're not getting the product that yeah. we've been promised. So, but on, yeah, on that, on that point, Connor, the the latest TV deal was negotiated, what, about a year ago, Paul, mm-hmm. approximately, um, where there was 800 fans from both sides in the ground for the past mm-hmm. four years. So this is not something that's just happened. Um, you know, you look at TV companies, Andy Walker expressed a viewpoint last week and they had to back down when the SFA put pressure on. So, um, and they should be looking at not, the issue. Yeah, Sorry, it's not going shooting to make a difference. the messenger yeah. there. Rather it's than, not going yeah. to make a difference. Now, we, we, you know, TV companies are powerful, and, and they put. But the bottom line is, when it comes to it, Celtic and Rangers can do what they want. This is a situation that's been here for five years now. It was created by Dave King. Celtic followed suit, mm-hmm. and then there's other stuff that I, I'm just saying now. I've kind of I, I agree. I'd love to see it back the way it was. Um, you know, seven and a half to eight thousand fans getting in. Um, at all games from, from, from both sides but I've accepted, accepted now that's it it's no <laughs> going to change and I think we're all just wasting our breath everybody talking about it before okay. I know we can it's there to be talked about but it's no going to change now that's what it is let's get one more breath from Barry Ferguson yeah, on it then it saddens me yeah. I'll listen to what Mark says he spoke to a few people the police are pretty happy because there's no I would guess there's no as much trouble but it's just a, when it was um, the way it was five, six, seven years ago, 20 years ago, 30, 40 years ago, man, it was it was just, it just makes the atmosphere even better when you've got um, some sort of fans yep. inside the stadium. No, some sort, like 8,000 at Celtic Park and same at, at Ibrox. Um, I, I thought it was pointless, I mean, having the, what was it, 600 fans? 700? Yeah, seven. seven yeah, but yeah. it saddens me, it kind of get, I hope, it can get back to the way it was before. Yeah. But what Mark's just saying, he obviously knows a, a few high flyers that maybe think it might never happen again. Okay, guys, before you go, we're he- heading for the break. Gary, is, is it going to be a double for you this season or is are you going to win a treble? Yeah, treble's in the bag. It's got to be. We missed out on it last year. I think there'll be an element of... <laughs> no, I'm laughing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, need, we'll need to go live here on the telly as well. Barry, they're ready with that. Give him a... Oh, uh, no. no. I, I, do you know what? It's unthinkable. Unthinkable. Uh, for, yep, Rangers sure. have got to have that mindset because, as I said, it'll be oh. tough for the players during the summer, long summer and the fans as well mm-hmm. when, when your fiercest rivals are going to pick up a, a treble doing the double is bad enough but it's unthinkable and Rangers are the holders Connor? so they need to go and give everything they've got Rain- on the 30th April Rangers fan Connor what would you say? <laughs> um, I think if I was betting my mortgage on it uh-huh. I'd probably slightly bet on Celtic because they are going to be favourites but I, I'm more than believe we can do it and I think what we do have is a manager and a group of players with a mentality that they're hurting <laughs> just like they were the last time, but they bounced back and they kicked on back into form again and I'm expecting to see them do do the same. So I think it's going to be a cracker. 
And it certainly is. By the way, we're, we're loving to see now because yeah. at Hamden you're getting a 50 50 allocation. That's the proper old firm atmosphere for me. Absolutely. Thanks very much, Gary. Thank you, Connor. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, and Mark Guidi were taking calls on 0808 17 17 700. Well, around this time yesterday, we found out, I think, astonishing news in many ways that Robbie Nielsen had uh, left Hearts and it wasn't his decision. A short statement came out from the club yesterday afternoon after the Dundee United win over Hibs saying that he'd gone. And in the last few minutes then his assistant is probably not surprising but Barry, one of your former colleagues Lee McCulloch has today left the club. They're saying that Lee joined Hearts in 2020 as part of Robbie's backroom team played a huge role in the club's journey back to the top flight back into the top flight uh, doing so well into Europe Cups finals they just lost out to Rangers of course uh, last summer Um, and they mentioned Europe as well they would like to thank Lee for all his hard work and we wish him well in the future Barry I look at the table look I know they've had five defeats in a row I know that but they're in fourth position they've been sitting third for ages on 45 points what's happened here have they just succumbed to social media pressure and that clown who graffitied the club badge a week ago See, to be honest with you, like I think many people, and I'm sure Mark will agree with me here, I, I was very surprised when I seen the news come out. I, I, I'll be honest with you, I think they've um, they've pressed the panic button too early. I think Robbie, look, look he's gone through a bad time in terms of you've just mentioned there, five defeats in, in a row. With the quality they've got, hearts are better than that, but I, I think for what he's done over the piece... At Hearts, I think Robbie deserved a bit more time to try and turn that around. And if you're asked my honest opinion, I think he's got the qualities to turn that mm-hmm. around. But for me, very surprising um, that the the they dismissed him yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was taken aback a bit, um, and, and he's going to be a hard man to replace. And they've got Hibs next weekend. And yep. you know what it's like if you win a derby. If, just for talking's like, sake, if Hearts went there, they won the game, that would have kicked them on for me. I mean, they're still, they're still in with a shout. Um, what are they behind Aberdeen? Yeah, there's uh, they have three points. Uh, it's nothing. Nothing, Paul. Um, and I still think they've got enough quality in that squad to to claw that back. Um, so, yeah, very surprised at the decision that Hearts made yesterday. And I'm sure in time Robbie will get another job because I, I think he's a fine manager. Mark, just that two points in it. I mean, yeah. I didn't see it yeah. coming, Paul. No, I, I genuinely, and I know a lot of Hearts fans are disgruntled. I heard a couple of different um, phone-ins on Saturday night. People calling for Robbie to be sacked. Hearts fans saying they're going to stop their, um, you know, their monthly um, direct debit to the Hearts Foundation, etc. Really? Et yep, yeah, I heard that. So, and you, um, know, you know what they're like. <laughs> it's all about the but, money. Um, so yeah, and and I don't. The bottom is, I think it's deserved. No, look at what he's achieved. Um, they had Hearts been sitting 10 or 12 points off the pace but there's 21 points to play for still to play Aberdeen again he absolutely deserved to get to the, to the end of the season um, so as I say I didn't see it coming I think it's the wrong uh, decision as you said there Paul you get into an Edinburgh derby at the weekend you win it things totally flip around you're feeling good okay if you lose it then I could understand uh, um, you know it might have been a decision for the Hearts board to make but to do it um, on the yesterday afternoon uh, I thought was uh, was terribly um, unfair I mean his record at Hearts got him promoted championship two Scottish Cup finals is that right? yeah mm-hmm. 
um, finished Europe. third, got them into yep. Europe um, last season, and over the last, it's he's lost five out of the the last six games, um, which is poor because I think Hearts are a strong squad with really good players, and it's it's um, it's no great reading, but I, I do think he, he deserved a bit more time to, to turn things around. The Brora Rangers thing just wouldn't go away, would it? But I remember listening, you know, a few years ago, and they won the championship by quite a margin, but the fans weren't happy. But then when they did so well, because remember after COVID, and when they'd gone down, they came back up. Then they were the third top team. Yeah. I mean, and they'd just come back up the year yeah, before. Exactly. I mean, I, I yeah. don't know, Robbie, but it's a remarkable job that he's done. Yep. They could still have finished third. I just think it... And Ann Budge has got a great track record there. Yep. I mean, Craig Levine, they backed him season after season, arguably too long, then as director of football, but they seem to have cut him loose. And Yeah, I I, and I didn't yep. you know, I didn't think the Hearts board, as you say, with the, with the yep. type uh, to sort of react um, in this way. But um, as I say, I'm, I'm very surprised by... I think Hearts, you know, he's recruited very well. Yeah, you know, by Scottish football standards. He's had a healthy budget, but he's earned that budget as well by getting them into European football. Um, I think they play attractive, you know, some really good uh, football as I say, that some of the players that he's recruited on, on Bosman's and free transfers yeah. um, as well. And you look at what he inherited. Mm -hmm. he inherited a shambolic football club. They'd gone for, was it Daniel Stendhal that, that, oh. that, that they'd gone down and he, he got them up. He took them and won the, the championship where they could have stayed at Dundee United who got promoted into the, the top flight. He went there created a good environment got Tynecastle um, going again I just think you know to, to lose your job in the, in the space of a bad month I think is really unfair but also he's, if you look at the squad they're strong I think he's been missing two of his probably most important yep. players Halkett and Boyce absolutely massive misses all season Halkett's the yeah. captain solid at the back Boyce for me is a, a quality operator up, up top so you've got to take things like that into account yep Mark's right he has got a, a decent budget there um, yeah. they, they should they shouldn't be losing five games out of the last six but all teams go through um, periods like that um, and I just I'll say it again I just think he deserved at least to the the end of the season to try and uh, turn turn that around and I'm sure he would have and they're not happy in Edinburgh because Hibs fans many of them calling for Lee Johnson to go after another poor result because they lost uh, as we know at the weekend and they didn't see that come I think they thought they would win yesterday against Dundee United but United winning 2-1 and on Saturday it was St Mirren of course who beat Hearts and all credit to Stephen Robinson but that's a different thing and we will talk about St Mirren's performance they're in fifth spot now I mean well done to Saints uh, Motherwell What's happened there? Stuart Kettlewell, phenomenal. Uh, Van Veen double, almost a treble. One was uh, cut off. It was it was chopped off by VAR. 3-0 against Livy. And Ross County winning at St. Johnson. So Malky Mackay saying, hey, we're not necessarily going down. But the big headline at the weekend was 3-2 to Celtic. And I see, of course, in the Championship, we saw it on... Friday night, Barry, we spoke about it. Queen's Park, they were they were thumped by Paddock Thistle. But Dundee couldn't really take advantage. I know they got the draw yeah. uh, on Saturday and they're top of the table and goal difference. It's, yeah, I watched the yeah. game on Friday. I've got to be honest with you, I thought Paddock Thistle were brilliant in the second half. Mm. Good goals uh, uh, as well. But yeah, Queen's Park and a bit, of, a bit of a rut at this moment in time. Um, and obviously you think Dundee going to our broth, but it's a hard place to go. Yeah. Listen, it's not the worst picking up a point um, but they, they would have wanted to, to try and get three points but don't rule out Partick Thistle really yep they they, they're in there yeah, up the rails. I, yeah they're, they're only three mm. points behind and um, as I said I was impressed with some of the football they played mm -hmm. uh, one of the goals I think it was a second goal brilliant bit of mm. uh, football um, but yeah they, they absolute battered Queen's Park in the second half 
Well, there's a few managerial vacancies now, aren't there? I'm thinking in the Premier there are down south as well, up here. Uh, Good time for football managers, but not for Robbie Nielsen. People didn't see it coming. I could imagine if this was Radio Edinburgh rather than Glasgow's own, go radio, then the phone-in would be stacked with Hearts fans coming on. I mean, who is going to get that job? It's one of the big ones. And where does Robbie and Lee McCulloch, where do they go next? Back here, though, on Planet Football, which is uh, the old firm, in our view. Uh, Mark? I, I, yeah. you know, we've been talking right from the top of the show, Paul highlighting the, the, the disgraceful stuff that's going on with uh, yeah. Kevin Clancy and his family, one or two decisions on Saturday. But, you know, we're, we're very critical of our own up here and of VAR, and sometimes yeah. rightly so. But I have to say, having watched Spurs v Brighton, oh. I don't think I've seen a worse 90 minutes. I, honest to God yeah. I don't think I have if I was, if I was Roberto De Zerbe in Brighton I'd be mm. going absolutely off my nut they were so wronged um, on Saturday how can that happen absolutely Mark? disgraceful for people who've never seen anything it was four, four absolutely disgraceful yeah. how good a team are Brighton yeah what, what a job he's done sure. they're, they're, a, <laughs> they're a brilliant watch yeah, for um, sure. brilliant watch Ange Postacoglu wasn't maybe not a brilliant watch for Celtic fans, but they enjoyed it. The sunshine was there, the music beforehand, the Jota songs going crazy. Barry, have you? No, I've not heard. You've not heard it yet. Okay, <laughs> so, they loved it beforehand. The sixty thousand in the sunshine wasn't. They weren't at their best, but Celtic winning three two, and the manager afterwards quite rightly praised for his players. I think the word is again. You know, it's not like they have to prove anything. Um, you know, in all the big games, uh, in every game, you know, they they contribute and. Uh, outstanding today and you know we needed uh, the energy I mean the, the good thing about us was even when the football wasn't smooth we're still pressing we're still you know, forcing mistakes from them and I think you know that's um, yeah again it's a credit to the team that um, from that perspective um, you know we don't drop below a certain standard that you know irrespective of whether we're dominating the game or playing you know free-flowing football that the dirty side of the game the defensive side of the game these boys work hard 12 points in it now Michael Beale afterwards they came close and he thought they deserved at least a point yeah because the 15 minutes after half time we have a big chance with Alfredo good save from from the keeper the header then gets blocked by Ryan Jack on the line and you could feel it in the stadium that we were playing well and and we was in the ascendancy of the game and and the mistakes were costly I think that's clear for anyone that, that saw the game uh, we responded quite well, actually. He scored another goal. Congratulations to James Tavernier on, on his 100 goals. Uh, two excellent goals from him. And, and I thought, listen, we didn't deserve to, to lose the game today. If anything, the minimum we deserved was a draw. I thought it was a good performance from my boys today. Mark? I, I mean, I've, I've not mentioned, but yeah, I think um, Connor, one of the Rangers, Rangers callers, mentioned the quality of James Tavernier's free kick. Mm. You know, credit to him as well. And, and, and he's finished for the header but also what a beautiful pick out from Barisic I mean, he's, he's deliberately aimed for that area Tavernier's put his hand up at the back post he's put it into a lovely spot in the downward header to give Joe Hart no chance and he could have had a, a hat trick he's a width of a post away um, from a hat trick I actually thought he should have taken the free kick in the last uh, minute where he's maybe like Barisic going to be more natural for a left sider yeah. but I thought the form that Tavernier was in he should have uh, had a pop at it but yeah credit to James Tavernier as we've said many times at 300 grand and I said on the show on Friday night he has to be a captain tomorrow he has to lead by example and he did okay Rangers were the losing team but Tavernier really played his part we're going to get Barry's view on that and more calls 0808 17 17 700 that's the first hour already it's the news next 
there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Such a big game, derby game, so much emotion. Ultimately, you want to come outside with a positive ledger and then analyse, you know. I think for the most part, we weren't too bad. I thought our sort of we weren't as crisp with our passing and, and sort of second-guessed ourselves a little bit at times. So, um, you know, having said that, their only real threat was set pieces, but they're... Yeah, you know, that, that was a real threat against us. Um, yeah, you know, aside from that, we had some chances. We probably could have put game to bed, but um, as I said, the most important thing is we won. Celtic now on track for the double. Could it be a treble? They play Rangers. The Scottish Cup semi-final on Sunday, the 30th of April. It's going to be some game. Two weeks and six days to go. <laughs> We're in another countdown. Barry and Mark taking your calls now. Good time to call 0808 17 17 700. Michael Beale, well, he said... Rangers need to keep going between now and the end of the season, especially between now and the Cup semi-final. Listen, we'll have to keep going again. We know since we came in, we were, we were points behind since I came into the job. That's the, the first defeat in the league and we've performed really well. We cut out the mistakes. I think we're a very, very good football team. I think we showed that today. I think we showed the improvements we're making. We still need to make a jump further, which we will do. We'll certainly add to the team in the summer, but between now and then we have... Uh, seven league games to go we have a semi-final and if we play how we play today and eradicate the mistakes it will be a very interesting game that's what we have to focus on now it's going to be some six, seven weeks Barry isn't it between now and the end of the season especially for that cup semi-final 50,000 fans will be there yeah um, looking forward to it but there is a bit of football to be played and um, I, I like what you said there that, that they have improved since he's, he's come in but he knows that they need to make a, a jump further and I, I've got to agree with you. I agree with them there, and that means bringing in real good quality players, Paul. Not not just quality players, but they need to have the the right attitude and the right mentality. Because um, you know you're under pressure every single uh, time you play for Rangers. But um, he, he knows there's a fair bit of work still to be done. But they're certainly in the, going in the right direction in my eyes. Mark, yeah, I mean, I, I think Michael Beale made a lot of good points here. You just got to go and beat Celtic now, Paul. You just need to get over that hurdle you know mentally it'd be a big one for for the manager for the players the supporters and then you're you know you're pretty much retained uh, the trophy you've won a trophy you've stopped Celtic doing a treble you get into the summer feeling good Celtic's a massive summer on and off the park uh, for the club but they need to go and do it Paul you know from from the manager from various players I've, I've heard this narrative now on a number of occasions you need to go uh, and make it happen um, and like I said though I think there's enough positives here for Rangers to believe that, that they can happen. Listen, they're in a much better place than what they were last September when Celtic won 4-0 at Parkhead. You know, you compare that to what's happening now. Um, don't know what's going to happen in the next two league games at both clubs, but coming um, April the 30th at Hamden, 25,000 fans each. Uh, genuinely, Paul, 
I'd make yeah. 51-49 Celtic's favour okay. you know, that, I think really tight We'll check every other hour with you Mark between now and then Let's hear from Jota before we go on the lines we're going to speak to uh, Derek in a second or two uh, Jota spoke about the game Well definitely a big win for us always a tough game to play but these are this is the beauty of football we go and we go strong and we never stop today we didn't stop and we got the win And he got the third goal Well it's it's always amazing to score in this amazing stadium for for our fans but I think that wouldn't be possible without the help of everyone and the philosophy that we put into our game. So just just glad to be part of our group and to, to develop and be a better man. Yeah. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Derek, a Rangers fan, is on. And Derek, I'm just going to tell you, uh, at Hearts, here's the latest news after Lee McCulloch left uh, this afternoon. At Robbie Nielsen yesterday, uh, the club have an issue, issued the statement. Stephen Naismith. Barry, your former colleague, he is going to take over till the end of the season as interim manager, assisted by Gordon Forrest and Frankie McAvoy. That's the latest, Stephen Naismith. Yeah, good opportunity for, for Nasey. He was a B team manager, um, managed him in the Lowland League. Um, so, yeah, I'm not surprised. I thought that was going to be a natural step up. Nasey's um, wanting to manage, he's part of the Scotland, Scotland. setup as well. Um, and listen, he, he's worked with uh, some top managers. Um, so, I'm sure he'll. he'll pick up the phone and have a chat with them but listen it's a good opportunity for them Early April if we'd said if you wound forward a month ago Matt you'd never believe this that we're talking about Robbie Nielsen no, sacked at no, Hearts No no, no. Is it, As it, I say Paul I, I heard a few rumblings um, yeah. on Saturday night but I didn't think the Hearts but I thought they would, they would stand firm behind Robbie at least give him the, the Edmund Abbey next week to, to turn yeah. that around but um, they've not so they've moved on they've promoted from within until the end of the season Stephen Naismith has built an excellent reputation for himself Gordon Forrest is a very able coach was part of Robbie's backroom staff and Frankie McAvoy um, been there with Alec Neal a number of times managed Preston on his own he's been there at the at the academy at Hearts a really good operator Frankie so look, let's see where Hearts go if they go and win in uh, the weekend against um, Hibs then they're, they're up and running here's Derek on the line hi Derek George I'm going to go to George now <laughs> George good evening How's you doing, boys? All right? Yeah, good. How are you? George? I've been better. I'm not going to lie. I've been better. Of course I have. Um, just about the game on Saturday. Uh, I think you've got to take some positives for the game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's clear. I think we've, we've said it a million times. Aye, there's a full rebuild there. But I think what your first caller says, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I, I think we played with 10 men on Saturday. Ryan Kent was just missing for us. Just didn't look interested. Didn't look like he wants to be there. So I think going forward into the next league game and uh, Saturday, I think Ryan Kent would go on the bench for me. If he's no one to be there, he's no one to be there. Uh, guys, guys in that part look like they did want to be there and wanted to fight for the manager and fight for the team. Um, but I think when, when we talk, talk about a full rebuild, I think your first caller was on the night and he said about Kent, Morelos, and um, Alan McGregor again. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I keep going back to it and I'll, I'll go back to it all the time. I think we do need replacements, we need better people in. But I, I don't think Lee Morelos done much wrong for us on Saturday. I think he played a decent game and uh, if we can get something done that's better than Morelos, I would still keep him um, as a second striker. But does he want to be there? The George, that's the problem. Does he want to be with you? But, well, did it look like it on Saturday? For you, I thought he played well on Saturday. Oh, sure. But I mean for next season. Anyway, Barry, what do you think? I said yeah. that on Saturday yeah. when we were, were doing the game. But where's that been for the last couple of months? Well, Morelos, um, I, I seen him closing down. I thought he handled the ball um, decent at times, but I don't think he's going to be here. And, and I think Michael Beale knows that. And I, I see there's been a few 
rumours um, going about that he, he's got his eye on a, a, a centre forward and they're pretty close to getting that over the over the line. Um, so yeah, I, I just I, th- I agree with the caller. I think you have got to try and take the positives out of it. And I just like the way that they went about the game. It's just the final third, more shots on goal, making Joe Hart work a bit better. Yeah. Uh, and the, the more flair players doing a bit more and being more creative um, in, the, in the Celtic penalty box. That That's what I think. If you look at the game overall, I think Michael Beale will come away and say they need to do more. So I pepper the goal a wee bit more. Stuff like that. But in terms of Morelos, I honestly think he'll be away, Paul. So... I think it's looking looking forward and bringing in somebody who um, is going to first of all want to be there, hmm. but a real good quality uh, centre forward. I think that's what Rangers need. And what would you say to George about Ryan Kent? He would put him I, on the bench I, next I, week. I, I said to you about Ryan Kent. I, I think Ryan Kent won't be there in the summer hmm. either. So do you drop him next weekend? Which is the, what George the, the is only, asking the for. The only problem is, it's who do you put in that that, that area? Um, I mean, Matondo's not really featured no, since no. Michael Beale's come in. Um, so it's down to who, who do you who do you put in that that position that Ryan Kent plays, Mark. Uh, I, I think Ryan Kent's time's up. Um, I don't, I don't would they necessarily go along with benching him on, on, on Saturday. Although, if you look at it, if you don't think that he's turning up against Celtic, then you need to find something different for the cup semi final because the whole season. Mm-hmm. It's hinging on that, so I do not like the level of fitness is if it would suit him. But you've got, like, for example, why not bring Hadji in? Would Hadji come in there and maybe do something? I don't know. Do you find a way then of putting, for example, somebody who will give you a hundred percent and get and, and get wired in and make a good contribution to like a Scott Arfield? We know he's not a long term answer, but if you're just looking for a short term solution to go and try and help you win the semi final, you've got two games before it, St. Man at home and Aberdeen away, then yeah, I can see George's point. Try something different. I'd be surprised that Scotty Arfield never come on in yeah. Yeah. Saturday, especially the last um, ten last minutes. ten minutes yeah. when when Tavernier gets that goal back. Because one thing about you're going to get with Scotty Arfield, it's a dying breed. It's that the late runs, that third man running. He's he's um, that's his forty. Scott Scotty Arfield. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what he does now between the weekend's game and uh, the the Scottish Cup semi final. George, how do you feel about the cup semi-final? All or nothing? That's all or nothing, hundred percent. So all or nothing. I think um, we've got to take confidence to Saturday and move forward. You're saying about Ryan Kent. There, I put Sakala in Ryan Kent's position. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Ryan Kent is Sakala as good as Ryan Kent? I'm not hundred percent sure, but right now he has his gear hundred percent. And like Barry said last week, uh, me personally, I would really have uh, eleven guys on that park that's got a gear hundred percent, and somebody's just got to hang a boat boot and the ball. Me, me personally, I would go with Sakalo wide on mm. one side, and I would probably go with uh, Kiko like his chance as well because this is a team going forward. Paul, this is the, this is the boys we're going to have. George, some good points there. A Rangers fan who is looking forward, saying take the best points from it. But the Morellas uh, disappointed. But Ryan Kent, he wants Ryan Kent to go now. Take well, they're not going to get any money. Yeah, Barry, I, I are they? who says it. Yeah. Listen, he's a player, right? Yeah, Ryan Kent. I but I need more. I need more from him. Here's Terry on the Is line. Is that me being greedy? Yeah. I, I don't know, but well, I, I, I want he's, more. He's capable. He's so capable. Yeah. Terry's on the line, a Celtic fan. Hi, Terry. How you doing, lads? Good evening. Good hey, evening. How you doing, Terry? So, Terry, yeah, good, thanks. You? Ah, it's been a great day. Overdosing in chocolate. <laughs> too much chocolate. <laughs> 
was trying not to, but it was difficult. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So Terry, so was it chocolate all weekend? What were you on on Saturday then? You enjoyed? Were you at the game? I was at the game with my son. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Uh, Celtic done, but all good champions done. We found a way to get the result. Remember, we all played the best, but I we got the three points. And uh, my point was more about to do the kind of Cantwell's kind of comments. I've been yeah. hearing about the. I think Barry kind of touched on it last week, man, his articles about just saying things now, just they are talking on the pitch. I mean, he's already come out and said, like, they lost the game, Celtic never won it. So, again, that can only... The Celtic dressing room will just hear that kind of stuff again, get into this semi-final. And then it's music to my ears as well, as much as it must be to the players. Well, it must be the way. You must think, right, we better go and change the scoreline then. So the goals were from Cantwell. They weren't from uh, Kyogo. They weren't from Jota. Can we change that, Mark? Put it down as Todd Cantwell. I mean, why do they do these things? Barry was mentioned. Do it on the park. Or do it after the game. Yeah. I don't, I, okay. I, I, I don't know if I... Yeah. Listen, if I'm, the, the, if I'm Michael Beale or even you know James Tavney or whatever, I, I wouldn't be happy um, with that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're not kidding. As far as I'm concerned... You know, be kidding the Rangers fans. You know, he's, he's a mat with the greatest respect. This isn't the knowledge he's at now. You might be able to go and do that. That this is Rangers who have failed to beat their biggest rivals. They're just Celtic are now going to win the title, and Rangers need to win the cup semi to stop a to stop a treble. So I think Todd Cadwell has made a very good impression on the park. You know, considering he's coming in, getting up to speed, and a lot of first team football in the past year or so. Um, but in terms of his comments no you need to go and actually win the game you need to go and beat Celtic if you're going to be successful you have to beat Celtic you can't come out with these comments every time you lose people just get fed up mm. with it and can actually see through it I think real Rangers fans looking at that will not be kidded on by those kind of comments they don't want to, I don't know if Barry agrees oh, you don't want up. to read them you don't, you're not interested in it just go and actually go and, just go and, go and beat Celtic see if you you've, you've got mm. feelings I've always said it Mark keep it Behind closed doors, don't add any fuel to the fire. Just and it cracks me up when I, I see this. But this is the, the social media thing. I, I think players listen. Social media is great for some things. I think in terms of football, just don't say anything on it. Terry, were you surprised that Aaron Moy stayed on for so long? He's been absolutely brilliant for Celtic. But what did you oh, feel? He, he was well. He was absolutely honking and savvy. <laughs> <laughs> So, no, it stayed on too long for me. I, it just looked like somebody had just come back from injury. And uh, obviously, the three bookings kind of hampered us in that. They all came kind of early, right across our midfield, like Moy, McGregor, O'Reilly, and even yeah. Vickers got booked as well. So, I kind of think our game got hampered slightly there. Yeah, the referee, he was a bit no. soon, wasn't he, with Carter Vickers? And Barry, you made a great point about some of the bookings. Yeah, just yeah. The, remember the, the kind of, I mean, it was handbags, Callum McGregor and Raskin yeah. having a wee mm. pop at each other. Just grab them at the side and say, listen, you to sort it out and go on with the, the game. Sometimes they're too quick to pull out the, the cards. Um, and there was a similar incident in the second half. I can't remember exactly who it was. It was similar and he didn't book them. He'd done the right thing, just let the game... Go, you're, you're going to get that. That's fi- two fired up teams desperate to win the game. Terry, Alistair Johnson, do you want to have a word for the Canadian? Oh, I was going to speak about him. I mean, whoever <laughs> recruited him or spotted him, I mean, I, just, I think he's. I mean, I love Juranovic. I thought Juranovic was great, and, but I just think this is an upgrade. He's just a modern day footballer. He's powerful, good height, and aye, he's good on the ball as well. So aye, it's been a great find. Mm-hmm. 
Barry hasn't heard Jota on the wing yet. Are you going to sing it to Barry here on the radio? Or is that just no. too much to ask? No. <laughs> Barry's going to come I'm away for a toilet break. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> and, 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 I'm not going to serenade Barry. Oh, no. <laughs> and what about Kyogo? What about Jota, Maeda? Tell us about what you thought of them. I thought Maeda was kind of quiet the weekend yeah. as well. Like, wasn't he? he usually usually he gets tabbing on the back foot quite a lot. But mm. uh, was it? Was I think Rangers did, certainly did come out a bit more against us, mm. which made him. Uh, it was more interesting, put it that way. I expected Murphy Tillman to be honest, but I never seen much in the game for him to suggest about what I've been hearing about him. Yeah, Rangers fans have been on the socials as well at Go Football Show saying the same thing. There was so much hype. A lot of it deserved, but on yeah. the day, Mark, he didn't. Ah, he, he, he wasn't great, but I'd not been critical of of, of Kent and, and that um, tonight. But I'd look at Tillman. This is his first full season in first team football. Uh-huh. He's playing a high pressured environment. He's playing in front of fifty thousand fans every week. You listen to Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and his coaching staff at Adam Yen. Listen to Michael Beale and his staff. You look at him, Paul. He's got everything a modern day footballer: the height, the physique. Beautiful first touch, good vision. Yeah, listen, he could maybe be a wee bit more aggressive. I get that, but you can't have the full package. See if he was a full package with the great suspect, he wouldn't be playing in Scottish football. So there's going to be deficiencies in his game. And he's a kid, you know, he's 20, 20, 20. 20. So you look at the, the big question is is it a good, considering where Rangers are and how desperate it is to go and win the league next season? Is it five million quid? Well, whatever the fee is, let's call it five million. Is it five million quid? Well, but see, if Rangers had three years to go and do. It, I'd say fine, do it all day long. But they need to win the title next season. Otherwise, I don't think Michael Beale's in a job. I think that's a realistic appraisal. Is it five million well spent? I would say yes. I'd go for it. I'd, however, if it's impinging into your number nine budget. I, I, I would think very carefully. And Terry, as a Celtic fan, before we go to the break, what would you say about your captain? Oh, he's, he's certainly leading the example. He's, he's been a great captain. I, didn't, I thought it would have took a lot to replace Brown, but it's going to take a lot to replace him when he goes as well. But no, he's been great for us, and uh, long may continue. He's only 29 still. And do you think you'll go all the way and get the record number of points that the manager mentioned last week? Oh, why not? Why not? Aye, no, we're, we're really playing well. We've still got people to come back for injury and that as well. And I think we, we really did miss a tie at the weekend. Yeah. So we need his. Hopefully he's all right for the semi-final because we need that energy in there. But aye, looking forward to the rest of the season. It's, uh, it's the business ending. Aye, long may it continue. Any chocolate left then, Terry, for tonight? <laughs> 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 we'll be watching Succession. Yeah. <laughs> Terry, thanks very Darling. much. Thanks a lot for calling. Yeah, but- Cheers, Nobody's Terry. Guys, see you later. Cheers, Terry. Bye-bye. Thank you. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, the aftermath of the Old Firm Derby at the weekend. 12-30, 60,000 and a 3-2 win for Celtic. So 12 points in it. That's the, the league. I know officially it's not done yet, but with uh, seven games to go. And that'll be the next thing. When is the final Derby of the season going to be because the split's only a couple of games away as we know Mark there's yeah. only seven games to go so I think yep. um, I would go the, the, the second uh, weekend which is what May, 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 thir- so, May 13th yeah, May 13th exactly. I think on be, it as usual so yeah. two weeks after the cup semi-final they're not yeah. going to do it week after I'd be that, surprised yeah. I think I think it'll be the second if, if it keeps going the Celtic keep winning range, yeah. I think it'll be May the 13th stroke 14th the Saturday or the Sunday 
and uh, everyone looking forward to the Cup semi-final. Two semi-finals, of course. Our own Stephen McGinn will be playing against Inverness Cali Thistle. What, what a chance for oh, him. Brilliant, isn't it? What brilliant. a chance for, for both mm. of them, oh. Falkirk yeah. and um, Cali Thistle, um, to get, get to the final. And I'm sure, listen, um, it will help their, their budgets in the summer as well. No, no doubt about it. And listen, both of them deserve mm. to be there. They've earned their right. And uh, I think that will be a cracking game yeah. mm. as well. I think that will be open. Both teams will go for each other. And uh, the one on the Saturday, I think, could be even better than the one on the Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he do- he dodged yeah. it against John. Yeah. John well, of course, John got a, well, he got two goals at the weekend, two up in the derby against Unfermline, mm. but they drew 2-2. But at least, Barry, they, they got a couple of goals. That's their first goals since they won the cup quarterfinal. Yeah, but they're, they're going to be in the playoffs, you know. Yeah, yeah no, sure. no doubt about that. Um, disappointed that they've no put a major challenge on Dunfermline but James McPake's done a brilliant job um, there at Dunfermline but I'm sure Falkirk will just want to keep winning make sure they secure that playoff and then they've got a massive obviously semi-final on the 29th of April We started the programme with the news about the SFA have referred a significant volume so a lot of threatening and abusive emails they've reported them to the police after uh, personal and professional contact details basically the contact details of the referee Kevin Clancy were put online shocking the association security and integrity manager has been liaising with Kevin and the police following a series of unacceptable messages being sent via email and phone over the holiday weekend Um, the SFA obviously offering full support to Kevin Clancy and reiterating wider support to the referee community. Ian Maxwell, chief executive of the SFA, said the nature of the messages goes way beyond criticism of performance and perceived decision-making. Some are potentially criminal in nature and include threats and abuse towards Kevin and his family. We have referred the correspondence to Police Scotland, condemned the behaviour in the strongest possible terms, as well as posting the referee's personal details online. Football, he says, is our national game, which it is for sure. It improves and saves lives. Without referees, there is no game. And that's a key point. While decisions will always be debated, with or without the use of VAR, we cannot allow a situation to develop where a referee's privacy and safety and those of his family are compromised. We all have a responsibility to protect our game and those essential to it. And finally, the Scottish FA can also confirm the referee operations team have responded to Rangers' request for an explanation of an on-field decision involving Alfredo Morellas. Well, that's one we spoke about earlier on. Referee probably got it wrong, but he got it wrong in good faith with, um, I don't even think it was the 60,000 there of, of the Celtic fans. I think it happens in the moment. You're there, you're surrounded by all the players. I mean, who would be a referee? That's the thing, not enough people come forward. Who would be one? No, I mean, it's, um, it takes a special type, you know, a special type of mentality. I, I, I genuinely couldn't imagine what it's like. And I know, you know, most Monday nights we come in here and we're critical of them because there's been some howlers over the course of the weekend and, and, and we've got to, you know, call it out if it's still there. The standard I don't think has been good enough. Uh, Vars thrown up a lot of problems that, that, that shouldn't be there. However, strip all that back, it, that, that shouldn't lead to what it's led to for Kevin Clancy and his family so I hope him and his family are okay because as I said I've heard many referees particularly one from Willie Collum it's not nice it's not a pleasant experience uh, to go through particularly when your family's involved so I hope the police get to the bottom of it Cut it out Barry that was your message in the first hour yeah, It's ridiculous yeah. ridiculous um, look I, I think when we speak about referees certainly in a, in a Monday um, when we come in here after the weekend games we, we criticise them but for yeah. me it's always constructive yeah. 
and that's the way I, I'm sure referees will uh, appreciate that but what's went on here with, with Kevin Clancy is, is just it's a joke mm. and it's no right and hopefully um, they get to the, the bottom of it and as Mark says um, listen he's only human listen he, he did make a mistake in my eyes yeah. on Saturday but there's no need for uh, this sort of nonsense that's, that's going on down south, Roy Keane has labelled the Scotland captain Andy Robertson, the Liverpool star, a big baby <laughs> after that controversial incident in the 2-2 draw with Arsenal. Uh, the assistant referee involved in the incident, Constantine Hatsidakis, will not officiate in any matches while an investigation goes on for an apparent elbow on the Scotland captain. I find it strange that they're taking action against the assistant referee before they fully review it. That is unusual. But... Guys, you both saw it was it was most unusual, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I don't agree with Roy Keane's echo. I think if any kind of player, you're going to really be taken aback. You're not expecting that. You expect a bit of verbals back and forward. Um, but it, you know, I watched it um, yesterday and again uh, this morning, and it doesn't look good uh, for the official. It's not a good look at all. Barry, what did you feel? You'd be astonished when you saw it. Looks like his elbow comes up. It looks as though yeah, it's um, it's a wee flick up yeah. the, the the elbow. Um, I don't think he's caught him um, badly, but listen, the linesman he, he shouldn't be doing that. No, and look at the the other way around with Mitrovic, who should he should not have done what he did, but you got an eight eight match ban. So it looks as though for the assistant referee, but the whole thing comes down to respect as well. I, I didn't see the whole thing, so I, I've seen the incident there. Um, but it doesn't reflect well in football, does it? But that'll be the Man United-Liverpool thing, they won't it, with Roy Keane? Yeah. You know, just winding him up, yeah. isn't it? Like, like he's, 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 he's a good pundit, Roy Keane. <laughs> whatever you, Box office, whatever yeah. you think of him, he's, he's sensational. You know, Sky have got an absolute cracker there. Alistair Johnson spoke about one of the big talking points uh, of Saturday was when Morales had the ball in the back of the net, but it was disallowed. Uh, the referee decided there was the infringement against uh, Alistair Johnson a difficult moment to see in the heat of uh, an old firm derby Alistair Johnson was asked about it afterwards I felt like I had a free header and then all of a sudden I didn't because I had two hands in the back of my uh, on my back so it's one of those ones I knew that as soon as as soon as it went in the back of the net that he was going to call it and thankfully you know that's what the ref's there for he did a good job I thought today uh, it wasn't an easy one a lot of big tackles um, as you'd expect in that match um, so I thought he did a good job and yeah no I'm glad that Glad that he made the right call there. Michael Beal, as you would imagine, had a different view. I don't want to go for it. The, the the guys have seen it and they've deemed it. I'm just, I'm disappointed. Uh, I'm not a manager that's gone for VAR at any moment this, this season, but in those two decisions, I, I, think they've, I think they've gone wrong. We heard from Barry and from Mark Eller. What do you think? 0808 17 17 700. Uh, James Tavernier got his 99th and 100th goal on Saturday. It's obviously, I'd say, reaching 100. Um, Personally, it's obviously it's hard to take because we've, we've came away, you know, just been speaking there, you know, and Bappy scored hat trick in the in the final and, and lost, and so we, you know, it's to the, we we wanted obviously the three points, so it's it's irrelevant, but we have just got to go again. Barry, you can imagine, you know, in some ways, you want to celebrate hundred goals, but you can't if you've lost the derby. Yeah, and let's be honest, it was an absolute worldy a, yeah. a, a free kick, the amount of whip and pace he got on it. Um, Joe Hart had absolutely no chance and then he came up with a, a second one and see if I'm being honest I think if you ask Tavernier himself the third one it was a right good the opportunity yeah. um, but again listen it's it's great scoring the goals but listen at the end of the day it's all about winning these games um, no doubt about it but um, yeah unbelievable free kick and he could have had his hat-trick and it was no fault to Joe Hart was it? I don't. Uh, nah, no. Joe Hart's no chance of getting that. 
Liz Liz Jones. Jones. Liz Actually, Jones I, I heard a couple of people have a go at Joe Hart for the free kick and have a go at Alan McGregor for for Kyogo's first. And I'm, I'm challenging them saying, what are you expecting? It's the best Avenir gets on the Aye, ball. Yeah. And, and listen, Kyogo's one swivels quickly yeah. in the box and he connects with it and I mean fair, I think Kyogo's one goes in the corner I think I think Alan's maybe got a glove on it but it's eight or nine yards out yeah. you know I'm thinking what, what, what are you actually expecting you know James Tavernier was asked uh, and he reflected on Rangers defeat I'm obviously really disappointed to see the goals that we did um, but I've just looked back and I've just seen the, their second goal was a handball and I didn't believe our first goal was a foul Um but obviously they're the margins. You know, you're coming away with, with zero points and that's what we didn't want to do. And it's just, yeah, you know, we're all disappointed. Media-wise, is that management that they've got it wrong? They weren't too wrong. It was a wrong You've call. You've got one right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You've got yeah. one right. Yeah. The, the Manello situation was, that should have stood. Yeah. The Kyogre, uh, sorry, the Jota handball. Nah, no for me. James Tavernier was then asked, well, what's next for Rangers? How do you keep going up until the Cup semi-final? We're just going to go move on, try and obviously go into the next game and try and get three points. And obviously it's an important uh, semi-final in three weeks' time. So, you know, we've got to pick ourselves up and uh, go again. Ange Postacoglu reflected on his team's performance. Such a big game, derby game, so much emotion. Ultimately, you want to come outside with a positive ledger and then analyse, you know. I think for the most part, we weren't too bad. I thought our, sort of we weren't as crisp with our passing and, and sort of second-guessed ourselves a little bit at times. So, you know, having said that, their only real threat was set pieces, but they're... Yeah, you know, that, that was a real threat against us. Um, you know, aside from that, we had some chances. We probably could have put game to bed, but um, as I said, the most important thing is we won. And Mark, for Celtic, I guess a breather for a couple of days. The game isn't until Sunday and yeah. then back at it. Kilmarnock. Yeah, yeah, Kilmarnock away. You know, they'll, they'll have a couple of days off um, here and there. Um, but yeah, they'll, they'll be feeling really, really good, Celtic. You know, as we say, this is the business end. They've coped with a big pressure situation on Saturday and they've come away with the three points to absolutely wrap up uh, the title and then they will just they genuinely will just focus one game at a time command it on the Astro tough will be a tough ask mm. I'll look at what Celtic won five or six there um, the last time so um, they've got to get any, he can freshen it up um, if, he, if he wants a tatty might be ready or maybe they'd rather not play him on the, on the Astro tough um, so yeah let's, a, a lot for Celtic uh, to be pleased um, about as the manager said they weren't at their best far from it but they've beaten their biggest rivals and nearest, nearest challengers to take another step closer uh, to the title. But but it is all shaping up for an absolute cracker um, at Hamden. It, it really is. But it's going to be, you know, so much at stake. There's a treble for one side and a cup, you know, um, at the other. It's so important for, uh, for both clubs. But I, I think particularly for Rangers, it's one they really can't afford to lose. Barry, you talked about it along with John Harson on Saturday on the coverage here in goal. Who impressed you most from the Celtic point of view? You, you were great about Rangers and the way they made it really difficult for Celtic. Who impressed you? Uh, from Celtic, Celtic? Uh, yeah. Kyogo, probably, because he, he, he was pretty quiet during the game. And, and as I keep saying it, like, big players come up with big moments. Um, and that's what he'd done in, in two occasions against Rangers on Saturday. And uh, we talked about um, Greg Taylor would have been missing, but he made it. Did he do okay for you, the fullback? Greg Taylor. Greg Taylor. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, obviously, he suffered. A, I think it was a dead leg up at up yeah. at Ross County. Yeah, but you know what you're getting for Greg Taylor, didn't mm. you? He's steady Eddie. He, he's um, he's been like that since he's, he's come in at Celtic, and he's made that 
left back position he's on. And oh, didn't see enough of him, I guess. Mark. But, but enough to be impressed again, yeah. Paul. You he's know, strong, Colour, isn't Colour. he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he has. He's a good bit of strength, even at Ross County uh, the week before. A totally different kind of player um, from Kyogo, so it gives him a different mix, a different blend uh, when it's required. And he and he's so young. Um, but you know, for a guy who's come over to Europe, come to Scotland um, from South Korea um, to to bed in the way he has, um, he's got plenty going for him. And where do you think Celtic will be? looking to strengthen now for the Champions League because that must be the next Aye. thing on the horizon sure there's the Scottish Cup but the Champions League you, you, you always look to improve every summer and every window that, that's a challenge for a manager and a recruitment staff and I'm not I'm not saying Celtic are perfect far from it but they'd really need to do you know really really well in the mm. market to get better than, than, than what they have because I think they've got really good players um, in most positions a lot of Celtic fans will say we need to look at a goalkeeper I wouldn't necessarily agree with it if you're looking at one position in, in defence I think Carol Starfelt is a very good player however I said if there's one position that I think you could upgrade on it could be him they might, they might have the answer in the building Kobayashi I don't know mm-hmm. um, apart from that you're going to get better than Callum McGregor you're going to get better than Hitati you're going to get better than Kyogo uh, they might need to look somebody if, if Abada goes or if somebody comes in and offers crazy money for Hitati or for Carter Vickers okay that, that creates a different story but apart from that um, I don't see where there's obvious um, weak links in the team Would you agree with Mark? There's not that many, many obvious Carl Starfelt could have been a, a, an area Rangers might have exploited but they didn't on mm. Saturday Yeah but it's, probably, it's an area where they, they might look but at the end of the day I'm always a big believer and when you're, when you're at the top you want to always keep improving mm-hmm. uh, and I'm sure uh, listen I spoke about Rangers plenty of times I do think there'll be a number of comings and goings at Rangers also I, I think you might see a fair bit of activity at Celtic as well because obviously people working out of contract Mark mentioned his name Abada yeah. um, he'll be worth a, a couple of pounds in the, in the market No, looks to me if he's not agreeing a new contract so the way that Celtic operate normally is they're, they're out the door they, they don't mess about you take the Juranovic Gikamakis uh, yeah. route, don't you? And that seems to work so yeah, far. The manager's yeah. ruthless when, when, when it's required, and like you see, whether it's players coming or players going, what's very, very clear is he absolutely calls the shots. And who's coming in for Rangers? We'll ask Barry next. And also, we'll look at who else is challenging, who's going to be in the top six in the next couple of weeks. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! <laughs> last section it's quarter to seven Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi this time tomorrow night there'll be Kenny Miller and John Hartson Big John was in good form on Saturday wasn't he Barry you and it was great in the telly on with Ali and Andy Walker and Crocs but I thought you and Big John were in really good form yeah no it yeah. was good Good to see him he brought in the cakes yep. um, he went quiet when the pies came in he munched it um, <laughs> it's so quickly I couldn't believe my eyes um, I don't know where he put it um, but you know he, he was good and he was uh, he was um, obviously talking about the game and he, he was saying that, that he was impressed with the way that Rangers um, approached the game and I think that's the way you've got to approach it when you play against Celtic and I, I, I've said it plenty of times you have got to match Celtic's energy and if you do that you've got an opportunity to do a bit of damage I, th- I think one thing that Rangers will take heart from on Saturday as well, I don't know if Barry agrees, and, and for granted the game um, on April 30th is, uh, Raskin's had a start, mm. he's had a start, okay, I know he sampled it in the semi-final, but he's coming on when Rangers are, I think we're already two down, and the manager was criticised for no starting them, but he, he, 
I think he made a really good contribution. I thought he set the tone as well in terms of that press, that energy, young legs. He got in about it as well. Uh, wasn't he frightened to, to, to put himself about? But he's also, you know, um, a really nice footballer uh, too. So I think that he's one that you can see looking to go to Hamden. And if Rangers are going to be successful on April the 30th, Rashford's going to be a key part. Yeah, of that. good football player. I, I like him. Even if he does give the ball away, he wants it as quickly as possible. And I like that he doesn't go hiding. And I like he's got a wee bit of bite about him as well, which you certainly need to play in the, the middle of the part. So, yep, he's been a a real good find and again coming in in January I think you're going to even see um, there's, there's more to come from him yep. certainly next season Jimmy a Celtic fan's been on the socials at Go Football Show saying Greg Taylor did really well he felt uh, on Saturday so it was good there was a doubt beforehand would he be fit on the day you know you've got all these social media yeah. suggestions he wouldn't make it he made it and you see why he's uh, such a well, arguably one of the players of the year for Celtic. So Celtic winning 3-2 on Saturday and then the Sunday game live in Sky was Dundee United against Hibs and Dundee United, Stephen Fletcher, man of the match, Barry, and uh, they got the points, won the penalty as Great well. Great header. Yeah. Great header. I thought it was a poor game of him, but honest with you. Um, and he, he's a key man, Stephen Fletcher. Obviously, he got the foul for the penalty mm-hmm. um, as well. But... I mean, I don't know what age Stephen Fletcher is, but he's he's still got. He's always been a real good player, Stephen. Thirty-six. Yeah, he's played at a high level down in England, um, and he's he's the main man at, at Dundee United, and they badly needed that. The three points we obviously Ross County winning at St Johnson. Can they stay up, Mark? What do you reckon, Dundee United? Because at the bottom, yeah, ten th- in the mix. I think if you to offer any of the clubs, Dundee United, you say, listen, you want to take the playoff. Yeah. You know, like Dundee, Queen's Park, Partick, whatever it's going to be, I think they would say, yeah, I'll take that. Ross County as well. I think if you offered them a playoff, they, they, they would take it. Um, but yeah, it makes it interesting with Dundee United and Ross County winning, Kilmarnock losing, St Johnston um, losing. So that, that there's an interesting battle going on um, at the bottom right now. Yeah, St Johnston were disappointing against Ross County. That's a big win, Mark, for Malky Mackay. Yeah. He's got a lot of experience. I'm not yeah. saying Callum hasn't, yeah. far from it. Looked as though St Johnson were out of it, but uh, what about Ross County? What did you think? Yeah, yeah, Ross County um, played well. You know, they, they just picked the moments to score. Really good finish from from Simon Murray, mm-hmm. who, who came off the bench to uh, replace uh, Eamon Brophy, who who got injured. I don't know how long he about for, but it's maybe Sty uh, was playing out a, a bit. But yeah, as you said, Paul Malky McKay, a very experienced man. He's got a great CV, um, and with the greatest respect, we know that had it not been for for all the well documented off the field stuff. It, it, he would be managing at Ross County and I mean that the sure. greatest respect to Ross County um, he had a really good season last season difficult one from this season but uh, I think Ross County I don't think they'll, they'll go down I think Ross County will be in the playoff we'll yeah see. I was impressed yeah. with him last week against Celtic mm-hmm. um, I, I thought they played um, I thought they played well no doubt about it He's, they've got some good players Ross County mm-hmm. um, and that, that's a big win it's a tough place to go McDermott Park and I, I think yeah, I, I still, I'm still thinking Dundee United. Do you? Yeah, yeah. you think they won't have uh, yep. the legs to if go? If anything yep. happens to Stephen Fletcher, no trouble. United on 25 points, Ross County 27, Kilmarnock Barry 28 points, just one above Ross County. It was always going to be tough going back to Petordry, 2 0 to the Dons. What about Kelly? Because you fancied them there. Yeah, do, just because they, they they need to get that monkey off their back. Um, their away form's been been uh, really poor at home. <laughs> Their home form has been exceptional. Um, that, that'll that be worrying, um, Derek McInnes, but I still think Kilmarnock will be fine. 
the simple fact is their home form's that good. And what about Duke? Scored in the opening seconds, didn't he? he got the double. Um, he'll be tough to hold on to. Do you like him? Yeah, he's he's obviously got pace to burn. Mm. And he scored goals as as well, so I'm sure there'll be a, a few clubs keeping a, a tab on him. Barry Robson? few words about the job he's done yeah, you can see why he's manager of yeah, the month yeah. absolutely uh, terrific you know fair play to him you know he inherited a, a group that was low in confidence um, he's built them up he's recruited well to his backroom staff um, said at the start of it um, Steve Agnew was a, an inspired appointment it'd be a really good foil for Barry he's got the players playing well he's got the Aberdeen punters up for it again creating a good atmosphere at, at Pataudry and um would they bet against him finishing third, which should be a remarkable uh, turnaround in the space of, what, eight, nine weeks? Yep. What about Motherwell? They're now on 36 points, just three behind Livy. And Barry, as you know, it was a double for Van Veen, nearly got the hat-trick, and Max Johnson, who's wanted down south. So Yeah, I've been impressed with him. Yeah. Max Johnson, Alan Johnson, former teammate of mine mm-hmm. at, at Rangers. Um, young man's been out on loan, I think. He was at Queen of the South last year. Um, and he's, he's definitely impressed me. But what, what a... What a job Stuart Kettlewell's doing at Munnell. Just, um, just like a different team. And Van Veen up, up front, he's in unbelievable form. Contrasting it with Livy. I mean, they're hard to beat normally, but they're on a poor run, Mark, no mm. doubting. And I saw the manager afterwards saying, look, we all, me included, we need to turn this round now. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, club, clubs will always go on a run. It's if you can get yourself out of the dip. And, and with Livingston, it's just trying to stay motivated because I'm not going to go down they might get into the, the, the top six so they're in that kind of middle sort of spot um, they need to just find a way to be motivated to keep trying to turn it on but it, but it's it's difficult but there's got to be professional pride in there finish as high up the table as you can there's win bonuses their contracts and there's also the, the, the paying punters to, you know, you've got an obligation to go and try and entertain in one game so it's living against St Johnston Saturday big game for both teams for different reasons and Barry, we spoke earlier about Hearts. We know what happened, the consequences. Robbie Nielsen's gone, Lee McCulloch's gone, and now Stevie Naismith is interim manager till at least the end of the season. But what about St Mirren, the job they're doing, the goals from Curtis Main and Alex Gogic? Yeah, I'll be honest with you, at the start of the season, I, I thought they were one of the favourites to go down, but fair play to them. Um, he's got a way of playing, uh, and I've got to be honest with you, they're a decent watch at times, St Mirren. Um, then the only thing you would probably say that away form's not yeah. been great but what, what a victory that is even Hearts in poor form still to go to Tynecastle and, and beat them by two goals to nil is, um, is brilliant and for me well they're, they're going to finish in the top the top six mm-hmm. and what a season that is I think that's the first time correct me if I'm wrong they've, they've finished in the top six so yeah brilliant job he's, he's done there and he's got some good players as well yeah, they were two minutes away from it two years ago, as you remember. Then yeah. there was a late goal elsewhere. Mark, what about that? 44 points from 31 games. The four points ahead of Hibs. St Mirren, yeah, it's it's incredible. I remember uh, a, a scout a friend of mine who watches different games in the, the, the Premiership every week and he said to me about a month ago, he said, um, out with Celtic and Rangers, St Mirren have the best defensive unit mm-hmm. uh, in the league. And I thought, all right, OK, it's quite a bold statement. But you look yeah. at it, you can see he's talking about you know Stephen Robinson's got a really good CV worked really well um, at Motherwell he's now taking that um, into Paisley he recruits well a lot of the, t- the team that he's got just now um, inherited as well from, from Jim Goodwin and he just gets he gets really good stuff out of them so you know credit to, to St Mirren they deserve a lot of plaudits yeah and I said I always look at the midfield um, the boy Bacchus yeah, yeah. yeah. 
he looks the he looks the part in Marco Hara. Mm. I mean, he's um, he's absolute flying yeah. in terms of. I know a few of them are for the penalty spot, but uh, I think he's now found a, a role which suits him. Um, so yeah, I've been I've been certainly impressed by them. And then the championship, nobody really can hold on to Queen's Park were ahead for a while they're now uh, levelling points with Dundee Dundee better goal difference it's going to be some finish to the season Nervy Paul yeah. you can see the nerves um, are there you know Queen's Park in a bit of a slump yeah. but I think they play Hamilton's at Friday night mm-hmm. so they'll get a chance of uh, the great respect to Hamilton of getting out of it Dundee they'll be thinking we're going to do it we're just going to go straight back up Gary Boer um, and his squad there and then as Barry mentioned don't rule out Partick Thistle no. just quietly going about their business and for any team at this stage of the season to beat Queen's Park 4-0 that's a strong strong message they're clearly uh, on a high and full of confidence yeah the top two and 54 points Queen's Park have played one more game than Dundee so that could be significant and then Partick Thistle on 51 just to, and then uh, Ayr on I don't know United yeah, I mean that's, right. that's yeah. the, the top four of United Partick Queen's Park and Dundee four points between them I know Dundee have got a game in hand uh, I don't know who that's against but that's going to get right down to the wire that mm. Barry with your experience winning doubles winning trebles uh, Celtic now have got the double virtually the, the league there's no way they're not going to win the league um, is it hard to keep it going now for Celtic and, and for Rangers as well given that no if you're in this situation you, you, you're driven to make sure you get over that finishing line and you're driven to, to listen treble see to win leagues is hard win doubles is really hard mm. win trebles it's um, unbelievably hard so Yep, they, they'll be driven and then for the flip side of that Rangers have got to be driven to try and stop Celtic for, for winning a treble um, so yeah but listen I, I can't I mean the game on the 30th of April um, at Hamden wow what, what a game that's going to be because it's so important because as I said Celtic will want to get to that final and Rangers need to make sure they get to the final of course so the gloves are off and it's hammer and tong they're, they're at it Mark's going to go all the way until April the 30th we find yeah. out what happens one of the biggest things tonight was when you said you think it might stay uh, as it is in the league games that no away fans will be in the for fans. the foreseeable future I, yeah. I, I can't see it but I've just like there's been a lot of uh, chat about it um, and the build up to this game it's the first time um, in what 29 years there's been no fans from the away uh, section in so I get it it was, it was a topic uh, debate it you know talk about it but I don't think we're going to get it back to what it was. So for me, I've just accepted that's what it is. A number of people said, actually, it's maybe better that way. I take that on board. However, if I was a player or a fan, you'd want to get it back to the way it was. I don't think that's going to happen. You need to have uh, a willingness from both parties to make it, make it happen. Uh, I don't think there's a great relationship at boardroom level, um, unfortunately, between the clubs. So kind of, I know we could it's still there to be talked about but I think we're kind of wasting our breath I think we just need to accept it and crack on you think so Barry? I'll think about that now what Mark's saying because he knows his stuff and yeah I, I know to, I didn't yeah. listen I've been listening carefully there yeah. it, it, it just disappoints me Paul mm-hmm. I haven't been honest with you but I mean I, I can't see it getting back anytime soon um, and that's a worrying thing for me you come back on Wednesday evening You'll be here. Yep. Barry will be yep. with us. Mark, Friday, I'll you'll be, be back with Friday, us. Look yep. forward to it tomorrow night. It's uh, Kenny Miller and John Hartson. Thanks so much to Just both Paul. of you. Coming up next, it's Joe Cold Day. Tomorrow night at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! 
There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.